Welcome to Bible Q&A, a monthly discussion with Luther Seminary faculty about everything you wanted to know about the Bible but were afraid to ask. I'm Catherine Schifferdecker. And I'm Eric Pareto. Today we welcome Professor Diane Jacobson. She's recently retired from Luther Seminary and is currently the director of the Book of Faith Initiative of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Thanks for joining us, Diane. It's great to be here. Thanks for being here, Diane. I'm really excited to talk about this subject, about Sabbath. And I want to start with the last sentence of your first paragraph that really stuck with me. You say that Sabbath is marked by justice. I think oftentimes when we think about Sabbath, what we imagine is a day of relaxation and rest. And it's that, but more than that, isn't it? Yeah, it it certainly is. And I think missing this issue of Sabbath is one of the great errors we make. We think Sabbath is a personal thing, that it's our personal rest. But if you look at actually both the commandments and many of the places that Sabbath is talked about throughout Scripture, Old and New Testament, it's really clear that Sabbath is the great equalizer. Everyone takes a Sabbath, and if you take a if you take a rest at the expense of your neighbor, that's not keeping Sabbath. Sabbath is when everyone stops, not just you. And so, n- never taking rest on the back of someone else is one of the crucial distinctive marks about sabbath so it always has something to do with our relationships with one another and doesn't it absolutely absolutely it's sabbath is entirely a relational thing our relationship to god this is one of the ways we honor god but our relationship even to our animals and to Mm, the land right because Sabbath gets extend, extended to a Sabbath rest for the land. So it's got to do with the well-being of community and the relationship of well-being of shalom for community. It's interesting and uh, to, to speak uh, about justice and also about uh, the relationship with God, because I think about the explanation about the Sabbath commandment in Exodus uh, 20 and then also in Deuteronomy 5. It's slightly different, right? Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, more than slightly different. So in Exodus <laughs> 20, it's about... Uh, it's about um, uh, being in the image of God, and because God rests on the seventh day in creation, in the creation story of Genesis one, then we also rest. So we're we're emulating God. We're we're uh, acting as the image of God. But then in Deuteronomy, it's about you were slaves in the land of Egypt. So you so now you let your slaves rest. And as you said, not just your slaves, but your your children and your uh, livestock and everything rests on that right. day. One of the fascinating things about Sabbath is it it is really the major concept, I almost want to say only concept, in the Old Testament that links both creation and salvation and covenant. And you see that most clearly in those two different explanations of why you keep Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love your your explanation. most dangerously, you say, no rest leads us into thinking that we that we are indispensable to the workings of the world. Like we are so important that we can't rest. I think whether we whether we say that explicitly, our actions often, at least in you know twenty first century United States, right? Say our, that our constant need to work this twenty four seven workday um, actually is born out of a sense that we're indispensable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the danger of that, 
Um, one of the, the great notions of Sabbath, and I got this from Wayne Mueller's book on Sabbath, which I love, is that in Sabbath, we don't lo- stop when the work is done. We stop in the midst of the work Mm -hmm. because God tells us to stop. And it's that notion that we can stop, which, by the way, I almost never can do because (laughs) I'm a sinful human being as well. (laughs) Um, that, that, That notion that you actually stop because it's it's time and it's in the midst, that's what reminds you that you're not God. Yeah. And it and it it's a radical act of trust, right? Oh, absolutely! It's very much based on trust. Yeah, very much. That based God on will trust. provide that exactly. We aren't a lot in charge. of the New Testament concepts of Sabbath are uh, pick up that notion of it's about trust yeah. that God will provide. Yeah. Well, yeah. L- let's turn there then, um, because Jesus has some things to say about the Sabbath, yes, right? He does. <laughs> and, I, and I think you make the suggestion that we have misunderstood what Jesus was saying about the Sabbath. Well. I, To a certain extent, we misunderstand. I think our favorite quote of Jesus about the Sabbath is, Sabbath was made for humans, not humans for the Sabbath. And I think we we love that because then we can dismiss it. (laughs) Then we don't have to keep Sabbath and we don't have to worry about it. Um, So we we really like that. Truth is, he only says that once. And it is... This response to the hyper-religious, mm-hmm. which I think we always want to be on guard of. Sure, we have hyper-religious sure. all around us in all faiths, I might add, um, who are going to use religion as a, as a weapon, not as a gift of grace. And um, that comment is directed to that. But, but Jesus also says, I am Lord of the Sabbath. And that notion that Sabbath is about healing and life and relationship, he heals on the Sabbath all the time. That's where the religious authorities go after him and say, oh, you're breaking the Sabbath. No, no, I'm actually keeping the Sabbath. Yeah. And in a sense, the Sabbath is about restoration. Yeah. So that maybe the case that Jesus was making is that there's healing and then there's Sabbath. And the, right. and the religious leaders are saying those are two different things. And Jesus was actually saying, no, when you practice Sabbath, you heal. When you heal, you practice the Sabbath. Right. It's not right. separating them out as two distinct And so he categories. goes for the justice issues. He goes for the healing issues. He goes for the mercy issues. All of those things that he says, that embodies this gift of time for us, uh, this remarkable sense of, uh, now I'm, I'm going away from the New Testament a little bit, but one of the one of the important issues for me in the Sabbath keeping is not just the social reality, but the connection of social reality and psychological reality, that we have a pattern that Mm. will give us life. And it's a pattern whereby we have meaningful work and we have meaningful rest and Mm. cease from work. And I've, I've dealt with people with who have mental illness, who some folks with mental illness can't rest. They're just busy all the time. And some people, all they can do is sleep. And when you see those two psychological realities where they're out of balance, you get this gift of Sabbath that's a gift for 
a psychological reality and a social reality where you have meaningful work and meaningful rest. That's that's lovely, Diana. I think that's just a, a really important insight. I, I was struck, I, I had never made the connection between Jesus' statement on the cross, it is finished, mm-hmm. and, and Sabbath. Could you say more about that? Oh, yeah, this is when, it, you know, John operates really differently than the synoptics about Sabbath. Yeah. Like in, in, in the synoptics. Which uh, are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Right, sorry. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's one of those terms that Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you get this notion of, Jesus withdrawing and yeah. going and resting and, and, resting yeah. and going for times mm-hmm. of prayer mm-hmm. and withdrawing from the crowds. In John, Jesus is working all the time, all the time. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Go, yeah. go, go, go. Yeah. And the only time he stops is at the cross. Mm. And that notion, it is finished, it is done, picks up that creation Sabbath notion ah. that the work is finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The work is done. So, as I was, I said that looks like death. Yeah. But the remarkable notion is it's not death. It's meant by resurrection, and that's when Jewish Sabbath date yeah. changes from Friday Saturday in Christian circles to Sunday. Yeah. To celebrate the Sabbath. Yeah. As because, the resurrection, right? So we celebrate. I, I sometimes get that question from from uh, people in churches that we celebrate Sabbath on Sunday because that is the day of resurrection. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I think it's modeled after this this Johannine notion yeah, yeah. that the end of the week is the end of the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the end of time and the beginning of time. Yeah, and it's not. It, it, well, in Jesus' case, it is death, but it's not final right. death. It's not death. And so I, I, yeah. I would work that back to the notion of Sabbath being taking care of the stranger and the other, yeah. and remembering that you were slaves, yeah. and and that God freed you, mm-hmm. and everything you get in Deuteronomy is taken up in this Johannine cross notion. Yeah, and Sabbath another act gets of redemption, redefined. a final act of redemption. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I think I think this this shouldn't make a difference in, in our everyday faith life. I think so. I think about the way the ways that because of the internet or cell phones, we're so incredibly connected. Uh, we think if we don't if we don't read this email, the whole company's yeah, going to yeah. come crumbling yeah. down around us. Right? <laughs> exactly. So I think there's a distinct message of Sabbath to I think many of us who find ourselves in those situations. But many people aren't in those situations, and I wonder how Sabbath might speak to them. So. What about people, you know, right now we're in a time of economic hardship, people who are unemployed, um, or on the other hand, people who are working three jobs just to get by. Hmm. What does Sabbath say to them, yeah. do you think? And part this is so complicated because if we address this as only an individual matter of what can people say about this, what can people do about this, we're going to be in trouble yeah. because... Um, an individual can't solve this. It has to be the social will to have meaningful life for everyone. And so what are any of us to do? Uh, we're trapped by our, our 24-7 lives or our lack of work. 
those are traps. So if we think it's up to the individual to solve it, we're going to get into trouble. How does a society deal with this? It's so complicated. For one thing, we live in a multi-religious life where Jews and Muslims and Christians celebrate Sabbath at different times, so you have that complication. Yeah. We don't live in a, quote, Christian nation in that way. Um, and we know that blue laws were not terribly successful. But there was something really quite remarkable about our society where all the stores were closed on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I think, and I was raised Jewish, I, I miss yeah, that, yeah. that way of being. It was a, and I never am nostalgic about the past this mm-hmm. way, but on this one I am yeah. a little. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if, if one way to think about it is you know, maybe Sabbath doesn't necessarily look like going back to blue laws. I mean, there's right. something about that that we want to capture, right? But that we're not, you know, this is kind of irreversible. But maybe is, and this is maybe goes across across cultures and across religions, is that the message of Sabbath is that we all deserve, like you said earlier, meaningful work and life-giving rest. Yes. And that we strive towards a culture and a society that treasures both of those things equally. Oh, I think that's um, and maybe well so said. often we treasured maybe meaningless work, or we've treasured um, kind of frittering away our time in a, in a rest that isn't fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's one way that Christians we can serve a public good is stand up as a testimony of our commitments to these beliefs and say, "Look, you, you may be Jewish, you may be Muslim, you may be Christian, you may be an atheist, but this is important to all of us. Yeah, meaningful work and restful time and restorative time." That's that's well put, Eric. I think I think about the um, um, the expansion of Sabbath laws in the Old Testament. I'm thinking particularly of Leviticus 25 and the Jubilee year, mm-hmm. where you know in Leviticus 25, the Jubilee year every 50 years is when uh, land is restored to its original owners and slaves are freed, and and no one has too much and no one has too little. And again, uh, you know, it's an idealistic vision. That's something that's probably not going to happen now. And yet, it can still inspire movements uh, by Christians, by Jews. Um, I think um, as one prime example of the the movement Jubilee Two Thousand, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, pronounced or or um, started by Pope John Paul II, which did result and continues to result in in forgiveness of third world debt. As you said, Eric, we can't go back to a society where there are blue laws, and maybe we don't even want that. But um, we can be um, inspired by, uh, in our work, in our political life, inspired by these visions of enough for all. Right. Uh, Sufficiency. Sufficiency. We haven't talked about that, but that notion of sufficiency, you get it with the story of manna in the wilderness, too. It's so crucial to Sabbath. Enough for all. And it occurred to me, listening to both of you, that usually when I, when I read the commandments and you realize often that the you of the commandments is to the senior guy, right? right? right, right Which right. sometimes bugs me, but mostly it doesn't. Yeah. Um, in this case, there's something quite lovely about Sabbath being addressed to those who have responsibility for other people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, again, it's that assuring others 
that they also will have rest. So part, this is building on both of your ideas, that these ideas of sufficiency, um, how do we obey Sabbath? If we do this as a society that cares for the other, and people in power realize that they are breaking the Sabbath if they have rest and others don't, and if they have meaningful work and others don't. That maybe in the end, the image of Sabbath we should have isn't me sitting on a beach with my feet up with a drink with an umbrella in there and the sun is looking beautiful. <laughs> oh, it sounds really Although good. That does sound <laughs> I'd be happy to take that. Maybe the image of Sabbath is one in which we, we all have meaningful work and and, and restorative time with our families, uh, with ourselves. Um, that maybe we just have to think really differently about what we mean by Sabbath. Absolutely. I, I I think that's great. I wanna I wanna say we've been talking about the communal aspect of Sabbath, and I think that's really important for our listeners who are caught in that kind of endless treadmill twenty four seven, and where play becomes work as well. I think mm. of some of my oh yeah yeah uh, um, the people in my parish uh, back in Wisconsin who um, I, I think the parents of of children. Uh, school age children uh, sometimes have at the worst here where where sports schedules or school activities and church activities and and all this busyness um, is just so wearing uh, so um, um, wearisome <laughs> that that to hear this command not just as a community and as political but also as individual and for those hearers of this podcast who are feeling weary. Uh, I, I think that promise of Jesus that you quote, uh, Diane, come to, come me, to me, all, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is a word of promise, and Sabbath is a gift, uh, and we need to, uh, to reach out and grasp and, and take hold of that gift. Thank Amen. You. Thank you. <laughs> Sermon has ended. Now, thank you so much, Diane, uh, for, for being a it part of fun. this conversation. Diane. I've learned a lot. Thank you for joining us on Bible Q&A. You can find more information at enterthebible.org. Join us again.